Hello and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth. This is Season 5, Episode 5, Recognize the Gift with Henry Noble. Henry Noble is an actor and DJ born and raised in Northeast Portland. He recently starred in Portland Center Stage's Gem of the Ocean production. It's an iconic story of freedom, justice, and salvation from the Pulitzer Prize-winning American playwright, August Wilson. The play is set in 1904 in Pittsburgh, amidst boiling racial tensions. Henry's character, Citizen Barlow, arrives at the home of Aunt Esther, a 285-year-old healer who helps him seek redemption from a mistake that's cost another man his life. Aunt Esther sends Citizen Barlow on a powerful, mystical journey to the City of Bones in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, where he must understand the past in order to forge his own future. Gem of the Ocean is the first chronological work in August Wilson's 10-play century cycle, dramatizing African-American life in the 20th century. I spoke to Henry about what it was like for him to perform this intense role in what is often called the whitest city in America while honoring the timeless art form that is theater. You can follow his work at dj-noble.com. Hi, everyone. My name is Henry Noble. I'm an actor, DJ, producer, director, (laughs) a little bit of everything. Currently working on amazing production of Portland Center Stage of Jim of the Ocean as Citizen Barlow. So uh, Jim of the Ocean, you know, um, well, for one thing, I've always wanted to work on an August Wilson play. I never had the opportunity to. So when it presented itself, it was like, I told myself, I'm going to do it. (laughs) And and that was just it. It was like I had the audition. um, I submitted my materials. And I was lucky enough to get called in. So during the audition process, I was reading for the role of Citizen Barlow. You know, the director, Chip Miller, really enjoyed you know, what I was doing in the room, you know? And, and I felt that sometimes things are called into your life or brought into your life for a specific reason. And I believe that this one was meant to be because things had lined up just perfectly. I had been offered another show in Seattle before Jim of the Ocean, and I was going to do that, but then that had fell through. So Jim of the Ocean came up and I auditioned and, you know, the director called me and was like, I would love to <laughs> offer you the role of, of Citizen Barlow. Would you be interested? And I was like, heck yes, I would love to. Um, and here I am. Uh, Chip is phenomenal. You know, I love the fact that, you know, as a director, we spend a lot of time doing table work, talking about the context, talking about the history, talking about the just everything, our characters, what we were going to, what, what our thoughts and ideas were. And it also um, created a lot of um, just other opportunities to just talk about how relevant the play is to today. August Wilson was just a master in what he did in terms of writing these plays, but it also just chronicled the lives of, you know, Black Americans in, you know, in for different stages of, of, of history in, in these times. So we had the opportunity to talk about these things and just really dig deep and, um, you know, have a better understanding of like who, what, when, where, why, how. Uh, so I love working with Chip and I hope to work with him again some more on uh, some future things. The, the material it is, it is, it is basically holding up a mirror, you know, um, and looking at yourself. You, you have to go into this kind of material. For me, it was um, very, you have to be 100% committed 
to it as you should be with your work anyway, but with August Wilson, because he writes so much truth and just so much, so much conviction. And uh, there's so much history and there's facts and there's all these stories. And a lot of it has happened. And it's, you know, so it's like, you're almost reliving history in this time frame, and you're bringing it to life. So for me, it was important to really do a lot of research on the time period to understand the who, what, when, where, and why, how it relates to today. Um, and then like my character's journey in the play and what it meant and just all these things. Again, like what we did with our table work, we were able to discover things. But I think a lot of the discovery for me, it was, uh, I was able to take things from, you know, listening, learning, watching other actors. And I was like, oh, okay, hmm. This is something that my character wouldn't like, or this is something that I would like, you know? So I would take the things that I, that I would use, I guess, from looking at other folks, uh, but then also drawing from my own experiences, you know, and just looking in and going, all right, this is something that is going to benefit me as a character. Because sometimes you'll get into it and, um, you know, you'll have all this information, it'll be overwhelming, or it can be very overwhelming. So you have to really decipher what it is that is gonna be of benefit to you. And that's what I had to do. I would look at all these things, like a massive painting, and then I would kind of go, okay, do I want this? Do I want that? And just start taking things away. And then, Finally, I has a, I have a, um, I guess, <laughs> like a draft. Go, yeah. oh, this is my draft. Okay, so now I have an idea. But there were some days I was lost completely. There were some days I, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing and like, why am I doing this again? You know, there were all, all of us, you know, in this process because it is it was a process. It was very emotionally draining, uh, spiritually enriching, culturally enriching, religiously, and just all those those things where it really, it fills you up, but it drains you thoroughly. Yeah, yeah, it was like that every day, like, you know, during rehearsal, you know, we would go in and, and we would do it, we would. We would spend hours just doing table work and like going through scene by scene by scene and breaking it down and talking about it for hours. And those discussions, they get really heavy, you know, because it really, it, it, you know, it triggers certain emotions and responses. And there were times where, you know, we were all in the room and, and we were just, you know, we were crying and we're sitting there and it struck a nerve, you know, because you realize the parallels between the play and then, you know, the world that we are living in today. And it's, it's, really, uh, it's really something that, you know, as far as we've come, things haven't changed that much. So there were always these things that were coming up uh, that were always very, very timely with what's going on today, you know, and, and it just... It triggered a lot of emotions, but it also triggered some really good uh, conversations where we also had to really think and be very intentional about what we were doing with this. And that's what we wanted to do with this play. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's definitely something, you know, because it's like, you know, one, it is in Portland and it, it is a pretty white city. But, you know, I think that it's important that, um, you know, when you have a play like this, um, it be shown to where people can come watch it, enjoy it, but then also learn from it. So I think it's important, especially to be shown here in a city yeah. like Portland, yeah. where they can go, wow, you know, we got a chance to see an August Wilson play. We might not know who he is, but maybe this might force them or force people to, you know, understand more of uh, the work that he had done, chronicling the, the lives of, of, of Black Americans, you know, here in America. <laughs> but most importantly here to say in Oregon. So maybe it might force people to really start those conversations and to really reflect on, you know, where they're at and, and you know, open their eyes to new opportunities for other things. 
Growing up in Portland, you know, Portland has definitely changed. It's not, it's not the same place that I knew when I grew up. I mean, it's definitely changed. I don't know. I, want, I don't want to say necessarily for the better, but I know that it is going through a, a really hard time. You know, it's back in the days, Portland was, you know, a very lively city. There was a vibrant cultural scene and it just, it seemed like it was a little bit easier. And what I mean by that is just that uh, from my perspective, just being here now, <laughs> it's got a little bit more congested. You know, it has been hit hard, I think, like with the homelessness. Uh, the gentrification has definitely, you know, displaced a lot of people. And and people are, you know, and, and it's it's changed. It has really changed, you know, and, and it feels very heavy here, you know, and that's just the vibe of the city. It is a beautiful city and I love it. But growing up here, I had nothing but fond memories of you know, parks and, and trees and, you know, good people and food, something that Portland is known for. I was always, you know, interested in the arts and like teachers, you know, they put me onto it, a lot of it, <laughs> you know, coming up. There was one, one teacher specifically growing up where she told me, she gave me a monologue of some sort and she said, just go up on stage and read it. And, you know, I, you know and I went up on stage and I read it. When I finished the reading, there was, it was like all that, there was this silence, but you know, I could tell that it had really impacted people. And I felt something. God, I was young. I was probably, I was like really young. I don't even, I'm like nine, 10, you know, I've been oh, doing really? this like, yeah, I've been, yeah. I've been, it was just a young, at a young age, I've always been interested in the arts, you know? And so I felt something that I had never felt before. Cool. And they had felt something, you know, I'm watching that. And, and the more I did that, I was like, wow, I felt something. I don't know what it was. Something's, <laughs> Something's happening. It's bubbling <laughs> up, you know? And, and I was excited about that. So. I had just been pursuing it ever since. And uh, Portland is like, you know, kind of like the, the starting ground for where I was really introduced to a lot of things in the arts and culture and then the theater and, you know, and, and what it was like to work in the theater and, you know, what it was like to, you know, study and characterizations and all that stuff, you know? So it, it really exposed me to a lot of the things early on. And, you know, from that point on, I was able to springboard and go to conservatories and, you know, other places and study and learn and grow as an artist because I don't think artists, artistry or just being an artist is just limited to one specific location. Being an artist, you're, if you're an artist in Oregon, you're an artist in L.A. or New York, you're an artist. You know, you're, you're a creator. You know, you draw from life. You draw from your own experiences. You draw from the world around you. And that's what I've done. And I think Portland was... Um, um, instrumental in just, you know, exposing me at a young age and being here and, and some of the people I've met. And, you know, it's funny because um, I've known some of these people uh, for like 10, 15 years, you know, I'm going, oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, still I'm like, we're still here. We're doing this. We're really doing this. And, you know, we look back and laugh at each other. We go, yeah, this is great. And, you know, it's like we each have our individual journeys, but we realize that, you know, the importance and the love that we have for what we do. And I think that shows in the work or I try to put that into the work that I do uh, each and every time. 13th Prescott, the Alberta Arts District, family was there, you know, and everybody, again, there's there's still people and that I've known, that I've grown up with, that are still here, families and everything. And it's good to see that. And that's, that's yeah. a beautiful thing, because it is. Poland is a beautiful city, like on the today, it's just gorgeous, like, yeah. you know, clear blue skies, you got the, you know, the trees and I mean, and and then the cherry blossoms. I've, I'm just, I love seeing that. I don't so get a lot great. of that in LA, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the cherry blossoms are great. I do remember like, it was a tour. I think we went through PCS and um, I forget what show it was, but we saw the show. And I just remember, I remember like just looking at the actors on stage and going, wow, 
how do they do that? Like, how do you do it? How do you get there to yes. the stage? You yes. know, how do you get from like, I'm sitting in this seat and then how do you get onto the stage? Like, you know, how was it? So I think a lot of the times, you know, as a kid, you get exposed to things and that just really, it just piqued my interest. I was like always fascinated with how they did all this stuff. And then like they come out and they're a completely different person. You're like, wow. Yeah. So it really just spoke to that, I guess that inner child within me to figure out how to get there. Yeah. It's like everyone has their own path to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not one straight way. You can't just go knock on the door and say, hey, I'm here to apply for this. It's not like that. Yeah. You know, it's very different. But what I found is just that, you know, with your consistency, you got to be consistent. You have to work at it. You know, um, and when it's time to deliver, you have to be able to deliver and perform. Mm -hmm. So it's like you might do some smaller theaters to build up the the acting muscle Mm -hmm. in smaller houses, because when you get in front of five or six hundred people, you know, and you're playing to this massive house, you know, your voice has to reach to the back. You know, people want to be able to hear you, see you, feel you. You're, you know, relaying these emotions 100 yards away or 50 yards away versus, you know, just in the in intimate theater. So I think that, you know, the experience from doing smaller houses to, you know, just gradually growing as an artist, but yeah, you just one small house, then you do something else, you do something else. And now all those experiences help you along the way. Uh, so when you get to a place, you're like, you know, you feel like, okay, I can do this. I'm ready. I'm comfortable. And that's just kind of how it happened with me. It was like, you know, I had auditioned for them before in the past and and nothing but, you know, one, to be able to be at home, be in Portland to do an August Wilson play, you know, and I was like, wow, one, I've never had, you know, my first opportunity working with PCS. Then secondly, like doing the play, I was like, wow, that is like amazing in front of like hometown folks. And and it just it just fills me up. And it's like, wow, you know, blessings upon blessings. And yeah, it took many years, but it was yeah. like, you know, persistence, patience, perseverance and just, you know, in prayer, keep on going. Don't stop. Yeah, it is. And, and, and that's, that's exactly what it is. It's like, how do I, how do you do that? Um, and I think one of the, the biggest things in doing so, because again, it's like, we're taking this, taking the audience on this journey. And so one <laughs> really, really, really believing in your circumstances, because I have this part where it's like, I have to do that. I have to take them, you know, suspend disbelief that, Hey, we're going to go back in time and we're going to go through this journey we're going to experience it all together and then we're going to come out on the other side. So it's like, I think it's just a mixture of really uh, diving deep into your circumstances and making it as, what does that mean to you? And in that moment, how do you feel? And how do you relay that? And how does it, you know, um, show in your body and your voice? Um, When we're going through trauma or if there's a specific trauma or something that we're dealing with, you know, our voice might change. We might carry it very differently. So how, so it's like just all different things we think about, or I think about when I'm, you know, doing it, I'm going, you know, how would I feel? How would I show that to someone that I'm like, I'm starving or I'm, I'm hungry or I need something from someone. And I have to relay that a hundred yards away. How do I do that? So those are all things I always think about whenever I'm doing it. And then, you know, I try to make it as clear as possible. So it's like, you know, they go, oh, shucks, this is, you know, because some people might get something different from it. Uh, but they'll be able to relate, you know, they'll go, oh, wow. So it just, it just depends on what, what's happening in that moment. And something new might come up every night. It's never the same. And that's the beauty of theater. It's like live, but it's like, you know, we're always in self-discovery. We're always discovering, you know, new things. We're always trying these things. And it might really, you never know until like 
you never know like what person it's it's impacted or how they saw it or you know what emotion it brought up so it, it just you know you try it you know you tell the truth in your work which is the most important thing mm. tell the truth uh, be truthful and dedicated and just you know buy into those circumstances and i think anything is possible that was kind of <laughs> like the my journey you know because it's like there was no straight line to get a to get a quick fix and that's what the bottom line is like you know you want to do these things or if you want to be an actor if you want to be a musician if you want to be a writer poet there's no straight line to get it there's not just an easy quick fix so it's like you're always going through these hoops and you might be climbing over stairs and you're you're battling over here and you're down and out over here but you keep on working so it's like these these different paths that take us to where we need to go and the most important thing is a belief in self. Um, and I think throughout the play, what each of the characters and what happens is they kind of, as a community, they come together and uh, almost like coach me through like developing that greater sense of self and mm-hmm. finding that, you know, hey, this person, yeah, they can help you. They can maybe guide you, but ultimately it's on you to make the decision if you want to do it. And if you're going to work towards it, if you're going to be, you know, you're going to, but it's like, you know, it's physical, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's all these things, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's on you. We can help you, but you have to want to do it yourself. Definitely just, I think, a time like no other that we're living in and COVID coupled with so many other things in the world have really just really, I think, taken its toll traumatically on the world and people's mental health, their spiritual health and everything else artists included, you know, we're not immune to that. And so I think one of the things that has helped me is just to, as my mom would say, is just trying to beautify my corner of the world because I can't (laughs) help anyone else until I kind of go, okay, you know what? I have my things together here. Um, What can I do here first to try and take care of my mental, physical, spiritual health, as well as what can I do to help my neighbors? What can I do to help um, my community? Um, you know, I recognize the gift and where it comes from and to be able to share that with other people, to bring a little light into their life Hmm. is so important. And it's just, you know, if you can, and it doesn't have to be necessarily art-wise, it could just be like connecting with your neighbors, you know, talking with them about, uh, you know, their garden, whatever, just something where it's just like, you can put back more than what you take or what we take every day. So I think if we're able to do that, and that's just what has helped me is just like little things, you know, um, you know, we can pick up trash in the neighborhood. I can, I can go talk to my neighbors. I can, can donate some time reading to get something where it's like, yeah. so I think those things have, as during this time frame, um, and a lot of it has been, you know, via Zoom or something, which is also presented as a challenge because it's like not many people are like, oh, they're familiar with Zoom or you know, some of the, the more current technologies, but it's forcing us to say, okay, how do we do this intentionally so we can do that and, and talk? I know that there was at one point during COVID, there were some artists who just put together reading, readings online, yeah. where it was nice, where we would just all join in and like we would all read or something just because we wanted to have that connection and we wanted to share our stories. Uh, it was also a platform where we could talk about how we were feeling yeah. because a lot of us, I'm sure, were, we were isolated yeah. from each other. Like the importance during this whole time frame, it's made me realize uh, the importance of one, never taking anything for granted. Life can change on a, <laughs> 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 on a, it can change on a whim and you have to be 
like open and flexible, but it helps build that resilience. And I think during this this time of COVID and so many other things and civil unrest, and um, it has forced a lot of us to either, you know, become very resilient in, in terms of like, you know, our mental and, and, you know, it has made us also ask questions about like what we're doing and how does it serve, you know, because yeah. ultimately we, I, I, what I love to do is like, I love to serve through my work. If it can help someone, if it can, you know, someone can benefit something from it, it makes me feel good because I go, wow, you know, like how else can I give more to, you know, my community, my world, my, you know, my everything, my family, my this, my that, you know. You know what? I'm religious. I'm spiritual. I pray. And, you know, it's it's definitely something that has kept me grounded, you know, and it's kept me in tune knowing that there is a higher power, whatever you may call him. And for me, you know, that has really, you know, my faith has grounded me in a sense that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not the only one on this planet. You know, there's a bigger, <laughs> it's bigger, it's a bigger being out there that, you know, really watches over us all. And again, whatever you call him or it or whatever you prescribe to, whatever works for you. But no, it has definitely, it's definitely helped me. There's definitely some exciting things that are happening in Portland. I spent some time, I was at the uh, Portland Art Museum with a good friend of ours, John Goodman. We saw this exhibition at the Frida Kahlo oh, yeah. and Diego Rivera. You know, fortunate to just see it, one. But then two, I was like, wow, you know what? This right here, it was, and he was telling me about some of the great things that they have, how they have these programs where, you know, it gets kids involved. And he, you know, and John was talking to us about how bringing the kids from different schools, mm -hmm. how it impacted them. He told us the story of like, he said there was a, you know, uh, they, there was a, group of school kids that came to the museum and they saw the exhibition. And like the next day, they saw a change in the classroom. Like more of the kids were asking questions. They were more engaged. They, and I was like, wow. And I was like, that's, that's, that's the beauty of art. You know, it just, it creates something to where you want to explore. You go, hmm, that's interesting. So the Portland Art Museum, uh, shout out to them. Um, Portland Center Stage, a lot of these other places around town, are, they're doing some really cool things. And they're helping create art. I know there's many more artists out there and, and, and people who are doing it as well within their communities, like continually creating things. And, and I don't have, you know, much of a pulse on what's like going on locally as much. But from what I've seen, there's a lot of artists here. There's a lot of people who are creating some really cool things. And um, I think it's, it's just wonderful. What I hope for for the future of Portland and the arts is that there are more spaces for them to do that, you know, and more support uh, financially and to help them really have the careers that they want and just expose them to different opportunities, not just in Portland, but just all over, you know, because again, uh, being an artist doesn't mean just you have to stay in one specific place. Portland's great to just be an artist, but you want to, if you want to go worldwide or if you want to just create where you're at, that's fine. Um, so I think that uh, the future for Portland art scene uh, I would hope for is, yeah, just more support, you know, a greater momentum where it, you know, kind of push, pushes Portland onto the bigger stage, you know, maybe more films, TV here, more things. Because in the past there were, but, you know, things have changed. This episode was sponsored by Oregon Humanities and the Oregon Community Foundation. Written and produced by me, Joni Whitworth, and edited by Dominic Armstrong. If you have any questions or feedback about the show, 
please feel free to reach out at any time, futureprairie.com or on social media at futureprairie.